fine with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going safe It's not safe Before you cross me Look both ways Leaving the scene With no trace None in my lead You out of place I'm not at the top I'm out of space Can't eat with us We're out of place I'm doing fine I'm feeling great You're not my fan You can't relate Straight talk going State to state What's going on, guys? Your host is back with another great conversation with an amazing up-and-coming talent. You may have seen her on AEW. You may have seen her on MLW. You may have seen her back in the day on Impact in the early 2020s during the pandemic. She's been all over the place, and I've been a big fan. She's one half of the C-Stars. Welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling for the first time, but not the last. Delmi Exo, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on Straight Talk. Oh, no problem. It's an honor to have you on here because I'm a big advocate of uh, women's wrestling. Being a girl dad, I have two daughters. You just wrapped it up with the mini host a little bit a while ago. So the way we always do it, her video drops on the Saturday right before I drop yours. So her conversation, she always gets the intro conversation. Then people just kind of check mine out if they feel it. But she's the future. I understand it and I accept it. If you're going to get beat by somebody, you might as well get beat by your own kid. You know what I mean? That's how it goes all the time. You know, you got to bring them up to be better. That's right. A hundred percent. I like that. I'm going to steal that from you from now on. I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. You can have it. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, uh, like I said, a big fan of women's wrestling because having two daughters, uh, seeing all these women kicking ass, taking names and changing the landscape of the sport I love so much is nothing short of inspiring. And who better to inspire my daughters than the sport that I love so much and has given so much back to me. And you guys are the forefront. I'm also a big fan of MLW. And I was super stoked when uh, they announced the featherweight division. And right off the bat, I got to get a little taste of the sea stars since I hadn't seen you since the impact days, which was great. We'll get into that for sure for a little bit. But um, coming into that division, when you were kind of unsure how things were going to go and going in and seeing that, you know, you guys are a cornerstone, Willow Nightingale is a cornerstone, Hollow Dead's a cornerstone, like to, to be there starting that division from the ground up, it's got to be amazing to see where it's starting, where it could eventually go. Um, I think it's great that we have Willow and Holiday. Uh, we know them from like just being around on the indies. Uh, they're two great, amazing women who I've been able to share locker rooms with. Great mindset, great uh, energy, great attitude towards the business. Uh, being in that locker room for the women for the first time felt like a breath of fresh air. Like there was no, you know, chattering. There was no bickering. It was just a sisterhood immediately from day one because we had Ashley, me, uh, Holiday, Willow. Um, we ended up bringing in Nicole Savoy. That was great seeing her since we hadn't seen her since, you know, Shimmer days and Shimmer hadn't run in so long. So it's great seeing the women that we bring in. Uh, I have to give huge props to Dave Prezak for that because he knows, you know, who has a good head on their shoulders for wrestling and, him picking and being in charge of the women in MLW is such an important role. And I'm really glad that he picked me and Ashley himself to be able to come in and work for this company now and bring in the women's division. Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. And um, the first time I saw you guys was in impact and you fought uh, Kara Hogan, Tasha Steele which was fire and flame or flame and fire at the time. Now they are no longer together because Kira has moved on and uh, Tasha's still there, but that was a great match. I enjoyed that match thoroughly. I thought it showed um, the chemistry that you guys have and uh, being a tag team with, you know, your family member, 
it's got to be uh, it's got to be the easiest form of tag team to get into. You look at all the successful family tag teams, the Usos, uh, the Renegade Twins, who are now coming up. Uh, you look at the Bellas, if you want to make a, a reference to uh, uh, family members. You look at the Hart family. So many families uh, coincide so well when they're teammates. Do you feel that being a family member and a tag team kind of goes hand in hand in terms of seamless chemistry? Like, you know what each other's thinking before you even have to come up with a game plan? I think so. Um, I know Ashley's strong suits and I know like her weaknesses, uh, vice versa for her. So we kind of just work to each other's strengths. Uh, it's easy to be able to travel with her. You know, there's no like, oh, I hate being around this person. We're usually traveling in from the same place. Uh, even though we live in different states, like we travel together still. Um What's great about working with your sister is uh, currently Ash is going to be taking some time off. So that's fine because a normal tag team might have like to do some sort of big angle where they break up, you know, versus like how many times have we seen the Hardys do their own thing and then come back together and then do their own thing and come back together all the time. It's kind of cool to be able to have someone who you can break away from but they're always going to be there. Like I never have to check on my relationship with a tag partner. I just have my relationship with my sister. That's just, it's always going to be there. Absolutely. And uh, I also follow you on TikTok and I think your TikTok videos are hilarious, especially the ones with you and your sister. You guys are entertaining as all hell. Um, when it comes to TikTok, cause I'm still new to that stuff right now. I just post yeah. clips of like my videos and stuff. And I just say, I use it as another tool for promotion, but you guys really have like the chemistry. There's one video you did where it was Ashley. And then you kept coming in and then disappearing and then coming back in, you were wearing like a backwards baseball hat. And it was just, I don't know. Yeah. Your facial expressions, I was dying. I was literally, I watched the video like four times because I was laughing that hard. But I don't like, I don't know how you guys do it. You got to give, I, I, I'm going to age myself here a little bit. Okay, down, yeah. age it just a little bit. I'm almost 40. So TikTok to me is very new, very strange. I was the Facebook generation. I know, shocker. Yes, I was alive when Facebook was just starting. I get it. I understand. But like TikTok for me, I can't get it. My daughter and I, we've done videos and it's cool, but she wants me to do all these dances and stuff. Now, do I look like a man to you that has rhythm? I don't have rhythm. I can't do this. You these might things. have some rhythm. You said you were Italian. I mean, yeah, you I'm Italian. You in your day at some point. <laughs> Listen, I can I can hold a conversation with anybody. That's my gift. That's how I got that's why I locked down a beautiful woman is because I was able to spit, you know, the right kind of the right kind of words to get her to go on a date with me. But when it comes to yeah. dancing, like I'm like, listen, I'm I'm like Kevin James from Hitch. I snap my fingers. I stay in my space. I stay in my lane. I don't do the, the craziness. But you guys, you guys just are seamless. And those videos are phenomenal. Anybody that isn't following her TikTok, do yourselves a favor. It's absolutely hilarious. It really is. Especially the videos with her sister. Very entertaining stuff. But when you're thinking of that Thank stuff, you. does it just come on the fly? Or is it like, are you one of those people that works on those videos like 30 times before you record it? Ah. Uh. It depends. So like we would try to do the dances. Me and Ashley are different in that way where I was a dancer. Like I did dance and Ashley absolutely did not. <laughs> so in those cases, takes forever. <laughs> it takes forever to get her to do a dance. Um, but if it's like lip syncing between me, Davian and Ashley, like we're both really good with lip syncing for some reason. It's, <laughs> you know, one of those things that we can do. It's a gift. And so those end up being, we'll challenge each other. Like, oh, did you do one take for your part? And if, you know, you get one take done, <laughs> then it's kind of like, ah, 
see one take. Davian is actually the one take king right now because she's just seamless at it. Doesn't have to redo it as much as me and Ashley because we kind of are like a little more nitpicky. We're like, oh, it could be perfect. <laughs> but her first one and done. <laughs> there it is. A straight talks exclusive right there, guys. Delmi and Ashley, they're not one take kings. They take a couple times. So congratulations to the one take king. That's for sure. So in terms of uh, the Sea Stars, I know the name came from where you guys are from, Providence, Rhode Island. I know that you guys are big, uh, or at least I know Ashley is a big fan of the oceans, but I know you came up with the name and I read that in uh, in my research. I always like to pride myself on my research. I know you came up with the name because of Ashley's love for all things aquatic, but to anybody that may not know that story, how did the Sea Stars name come to be? So we are actually seven years apart. A lot of people don't know that. Um, And being seven years apart, you know, Ashley grew up being the cool older sister Mm. for so long. And I was kind of like the dorky little sister, you know, chase after her, try to get in her friend group when she was like hanging out in her room and just like fit in. Uh, And I had a lisp growing up. I had such a thick lisp and I would try to call her my sister. And instead it would come out as my sea star. Mm. And so she hated me for that because one, your little sister's being annoying, like your friends are around. Two, she sounds annoying. <laughs> so <laughs> we kind of used it because she had the aquatic gimmick. I had kind of like an alien gimmick when we were starting, and it was like sea from the ocean, stars from space. And I was like, it sounds like you're saying sister, but it's sea star. Like how my list was back then. That's awesome. That is, when I read that story, I was like, that's so cool. But just to hear it coming from you, that's awesome. The connection from past to now to the future, because you guys are going to be seeing stars in your future because you're both going to be shining very, very bright. Now, one other cool thing is that you and I, we share a common passion for a favorite wrestler. Oh, I'm a big Triple H mark. I'm like, Triple Triple H is my number one all time next to state. Those are one and two, depending on the mood I'm in, they switch. But I was, listen, I was Triple H when he was terrorizing. I was Triple H when he used to do the curtsy, okay, when he was the blue bud. I was Triple H fan through and through, and then he finally became the game. And everyone else was like, oh, this guy's awesome. I was like, man, you guys all suck because I was on him. I knew he was going to be awesome. You were a day one. I was day one. That's right. I was day one-ish, just like the Uso shirt. Day (laughs) one-ish. That's what I was. Yeah. But- where did your appreciation for the King of Kings come from? Uh, it was always there, honestly. Um, when me and Ashley would grow up, we grew up watching wrestling. She kind of held claim to both The Rock and Stone Cold. She was like, these are my favorites, so you can't like them. I don't know why that was a thing. But I actually, like, The Rock and Stone Cold aren't my favorite wrestlers because of that. Because I grew up not being able to, like, you know, have them as my favorites. But Triple H, I just gravitated towards because, one, he did the water thing. That was so cool. Two, he always used the sledgehammer, and I thought that was, like, the coolest thing. I go back now and watch Attitude Error, and I'm like, the amount of different ways that he found to cheat just, like, is a work of art. Like, that's amazing. (laughs) And also, number three, kind of funny, but I grew up with, like, being really ashamed of my nose, because I have a really big nose and he had a big nose. And so I was like, well, he has a big nose, but he's cool. So <laughs> I'm going to be like proud of my nose. And so, 
he he like made me you know kind of less insecure about that 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 right there is a teachable moment you guys both you turned a negative into a positive based on a role model and that's very cool a lot of yeah. people a lot of people tend to focus on the negative but you found a way to make it a positive and for the record I think you are stunning. I think you are a beautiful woman inside and out. So I, I, I'm no one to judge. I mean, look at this. Look at this. I've had these chubby cheeks since I was like three months old. I can't get rid of them. I can't. If I shave this off, I look like I'm 12. I'm not going to lie. It's a rough No, day. yeah, leave the goatee. Yeah, I have Don't to. ever do it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, don't, I, ever, never, don't ever shave I it. You, I like, never will. <laughs> If you ever shave it, then you're going to be like Cabana Van Dan right now, who just shaved his whole beard. And now everyone's calling him, uh, what is it, Dan Tanaka. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks, he looks, when I saw that video, I was like, don't do it, man. And he did it. And I was like, oh, no, you did it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And now I hope it doesn't become like a challenge thing. I hope people don't turn it into like shave your beards or shave your OTs challenge. Please don't make that a thing. Let's not oh, make God. that a thing. No, no. <laughs> So in terms of all the great success you guys have had as a team and the fact that you're killing it uh, singles as well. I mean, you faced some impressive teams in AEW. You've done some singles runs in AEW. Again, we're building up the MLW featherweight division. You've also appeared on impact a few times out of all those promotions. You've kind of dipped your, your foot into the, the pools over there. Um, is there other than MLW, which you guys are affiliated with pretty much full time, is there any other of the promotions you would love to go back and have another chance or to get back into those locker rooms as well again? Um, I think Impact Wrestling uh, and Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor, we got to come in towards the end before they kind of like had to shut down for a bit. I would love to be able to come back to Ring of Honor. It was such a welcoming locker room. Uh, a lot of women that I would love to work with in that locker room, uh, Roxy, Holiday, Willow, uh, so many people who would be first time matchups for me. And then Impact Wrestling, I just love, again, the environment that was there. Such a great women's locker room, such a great women's division, so many veterans of the game in that locker room that they have. I would love to be able to wrestle Kimberly, uh, Rosemary, you know, so many people. Unfortunately, I never got to wrestle Sue Young one on one. So that would have been a there's that. Yeah, no, that that would have been uh, that's actually one of the women I was going to lean towards that, obviously. And I think, um, you know, I, I know she straps the boots up every now and again. But I mean, Maria's kind of back there now, but she's also definitely was one of the cornerstones of building up that ROH division again. I mean, Maria can handle herself in the ring. And she was my she's one of my all time favorite divas. OK, I'm pretty sure. Yes, same. She, yeah, she's the reason why uh, I appreciate redheads as much as I do. My wife's a redhead. And I think Maria was the reason why I went that way. And I told her, when I had her on the show, I told her that. I go, you were my you're my first crush. And she's like, oh, isn't that sweet? I'm like, yep, it is. It's pretty awesome. I'm geeking I, out right now. I'm geeking out hard. Yeah. But uh, she, she was fantastic. And even Gail Kim. Like, I know Gail Kim does a lot behind the scenes now. But I know every once in a while she may want to come back and strap up those boots again. But you're right. Like, welcoming locker rooms, women who are just all about building up the business together, that's so much more better than the competition. Collaboration over competition. That's the way it should always be. And, uh, yeah, just looking yeah. at those two locker rooms. I mean, knowing that ROH is now coming back in April, we have saw the promotions for Supercard. We know it's kind of gearing up to come back in April, like they said. Um, given the opportunity, if you could, would Roxy be the first kind of door you would knock on over there? and say yeah like I want to go one-on-one -on -one with the former champ right now um 
I'm always about earning my opportunities or earning, you know, your matches. So I would probably either want to wrestle Willow Nightingale, which would be a first time matchup for me as a singles or Russell Holiday, who I haven't wrestled since I was, you know, like a little greenhorn baby. Tell me. So I would love to be able to have a match with her again. I think that would be great. I think Holiday would be great. Willow would be dead. And I mean, a lot of people might not know that. I mean, it's seven years you've been in this, you've been in the games, you've been in the games since 2015, your sister since 2014. And I mean, you guys have just gotten progressively better. And like I said, I discovered you in 2020 uh, and it sucks because I really wish I would have discovered you for the whole career. I would have loved to watch everything, but you know, the great thing about YouTube is you can go back, kind of catch snippets here or there. And when you look at your progression from when you started in 2015 to 2022 and the, you know, the great year you had in 2021 with the MLW debut and uh, all those extra appearances that you guys made, um, is there anything about from where you started to where you are now in that kind of six years, because we're in our seventh year now in that six yeah. years. I mean, what was what I, I always kind of steal this from a local wrestler down here named Holden Albright, call them level up moments. It's when you reach that ceiling and you kind of punch through. So I definitely see MLW as a level up moment, but where would you say early on in your career was one of those moments where you were like, yeah, this is where I kind of kicked it to the next gear. Um, I think it's kind of hard to say because I'm constantly unsatisfied with things in wrestling. Cause if you get to a level, as you're saying, there's always someone who's above that level. And so comparison is like the thief of joy almost, but in a good way, because you're not getting too egotistical about your accomplishments. You know, you can accomplish something, but at the end of the day, someone's so much further than you. And so you're always more, you're thankful, but you're not satisfied. Like proud, but never satisfied in a way. Yeah, no, I, uh, I would say, I would say the first time I ever felt like, okay, you did something was when I got my tour in Japan. Cause that was my only goal in wrestling. I didn't have a goal to get a contract or get signed. I was raped being realistic when I signed up for wrestling and I was like, I really just want to wrestle in Japan. Like that would be my goal. Cause I just love Japanese culture all around. Um, I studied Japanese language in high school. And so when I got into wrestling, that was the one thing that I wanted to do. And you did that, you did that early on. So that's pretty cool. What was the best thing about wrestling in Japan? Other than obviously how amazing the fans over there are and how like they treat wrestlers like rock stars and superheroes. But other than that, what was one of the cool experiences about wrestling over there? I would say how uh, giving they are as a promotion. Like I studied a lot about how they set up their shows and how they like, you know, ran them, how they marketed them, how, they set up the card to be, there wouldn't be a lot of matches on a card for the women's shows. There would be like maybe six or seven matches and how much time they got in the ring. was amazing. Like there would be a tag match that they would be able to do so many like callbacks and like tell a story because of how much time they had in the ring. And I thought I hadn't done something like that yet. Like, it put things in just per, like a perspective of mine where I was like, I want to come back to America and do storytelling. I don't want to just, you know, have 
like almost like car crash matches, like that idea of like just move, move, move. Uh, that was my goal coming back from Japan was I want to be able to tell stories in the ring and have time in the ring. This is awesome right now because I feel like you and I are, are, are segueing so good. I've always said that uh, uh, wrestling is storytelling without words. It is literally the great dance. And it's um, it's literally just body movement and just building up this storyline of peaks and valleys, highs and lows, good guy versus bad guy, the ultimate, the ultimate finish, like just those great things. And I feel like we've lost a lot of that in the wrestling nowadays. I think everybody's looking for the oh my God moment, yet nobody appreciates mm-hmm. the art form. And when you were talking to mini host, you actually mentioned chain wrestling. And I got to tell you, I smiled from ear to ear because I'm a big fan of old school, love old school chain wrestling. And I think one of the best matches I've seen in recent memory, in my opinion, and again, I'm aging myself because my memory is very long and I've watched a lot of wrestling, but um, Davey Richards and TJP from the Opera Cup at MLW, that was literally 25 minutes of some of the best chain wrestling I have ever seen. And anybody that doesn't know, go back and watch that match because it was phenomenal. But to be a true connoisseur of the wrestling game, to understand the psychology inside chain wrestling, a lot of people are like, oh, they're just they're just wrestling around. There's so much more intricate to that, to chain wrestling than anything a lot of people realize. Would you not agree with that about chain wrestling? No, yeah, there's so many different ways that you can go with that. Um, you know, there's the Zack Sabre Jr. style, which is more like the British wrestling where it's kind of like tit for tat. You're allowing your partner to try to counter. Uh, and then there's more of like a competitive style, which kind of comes from amateur wrestling. And it's more like sprawling. Like you're you're not allowing your opponent to get the best of you. And so I kind of appreciate both styles um, because of Rip Bison, uh, my boyfriend, who also I train with. Um, he has an amateur wrestling background. I think I improved better with the sprawling style than I did with the British style, just because it can be kind of, if you don't have someone who is also at that level, then it's kind of one of those things that you can't do. Like it won't look as good. Like TJP, Davey Richards, that was good because they both have, you know, the competence to be able to do that in a ring. Absolutely. 150% agree. I, I can't disagree with you at all. You're right. You have to definitely be on that level. Now, speaking of uh, of MLW and speaking of um, the featherweight division, I mean, Court Bauer starting that division pretty much from the upstart. What was uh, what was the impression from the the locker, the woman's locker room at MLW when everything was kind of cooking and we were getting ready to bring this division to the masses? I mean, I'm sure everyone had the same mindset of we're going to go out there and we we've got to put a staple. Because like you said, you've got to have more places to wrestle. You've got to have more places to showcase your talents. And now MLW is allowing that as well, mixed with all the other great top tier promotions out there doing their stuff. But what would you say um, was the mindset between, you know, Court Bauer, the creative side of stuff, and all the talent when it came to the featherweight division? Um, I think Court kind of just spoke through Dave Prezak, really the only one who we speak to when we go to the shows is Prezak. He's the one who's kind of overshadowing. There is some ideas with like the segment uh, with Willow and Hollett dead, you know, the whole like pulling her onto the ring, holiday coming out with someone with a chain. There's that kind of creative side that is coming from court. But for the most part, it's Dave who's delivering the message to us. Court's like a million different places on show day. So, you know. 
I get that. I totally get that. But the mindset from Dave and from court was like, you know, we're going to go out there and we're going to, we're going to kick the door down. We're going to show them what we can do. Right. I'm sure I'm assuming that had to be the mindset. Yeah. That was definitely what Prezac's like message to us was, you know, like don't give anyone a reason to say it's not good. Absolutely. And I think you guys have done it. Like I said, I'm a big fan of the MLW product. I even have my side podcast, the MLW Rewind that I do with uh, my co-host Rob. So we, we talk MLW all the time. And you know what? There's not, I mean, MLW is like anything else, peaks and valleys, right? It has the high points and it's low points, but it always delivers. And I think the stuff that's happening in Mexico right now, the first episode I was kind of on the fence on, but the second episode definitely delivered. And I can't wait to see what happens in Dallas, Texas. I mean, I'm not asking for any spoilers, but you know, if you got any tips or if you got anything you know about, just send it my way. I'm as in the dark as you are. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I understand. So in terms of, um, you know, your sister and your your ability that you guys are, you know, doing the stuff with the ring, you mentioned about tag teams. You don't want to have the big breakup and the big build. But don't you think some of the best work that was done when it came to certain tag teams was the rivalry side? I mean, you look at Brett and Owen and the Hart family stuff, Saga there. You look at Matt and Jeff, they had a couple fallouts every now and again. I mean, we had the uh, the impact stuff with uh, Woken Matt Hardy or Broken Matt Hardy. And uh, when Brother Nero came to the surface for the first time and like the baptism yeah. by fire stuff. So, I mean, sometimes when there is that fallout, it does make for very cool and very interesting storylines. If somebody were to approach you guys with the right storyline, would you would you go? I mean, depending on what the storyline would be, not the cliche stuff of I'm jealous of her. She's always overshadowing me. Not that. But if they yeah. came with like a really good kind of meat and potato storyline. If it was something like that, then yes. Like if it was a long, you know, program of like a couple months working each other, then I would do it. Um However, I think if we ever did break up, that would be like this point now, that would probably be the breakup. There would be no like more reunion after that. If we did do like a fleshed out program like that, just because there is such a age difference between me and Ashley. And I don't see, at least right now, I don't see us like getting to that point where we're on TV long-term to develop the characters to then break them up. Right. Absolutely. No, I completely understand, but hopefully, you know, not hopefully, I never want to see you guys break up because I think you guys are dynamite together, but if the right program comes along, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I would definitely watch. I would enjoy it like any wrestling fan would. Now you guys mentioned, you mentioned that um, Demi, that you guys got into wrestling, you know, stone cold rock, triple H kind of attitude error, if you will, maybe a little bit after maybe ruthless aggression era. Seeing where women were at that time in the business, did you have any reservations about getting into wrestling? Seeing what women were doing and the revolution, the revolution or evolution, if you will, it hadn't happened yet. Women yeah. were still very much looked at like sex symbols, very much looked as filler matches, very much looked at as popcorn matches, not as the undercard, not as the main event, not as much must see TV, which was a shame. It really, really was because there was some talent back then. But seeing yeah. where it was when you guys were watching wrestling and not knowing what it was going to come, did you have any reservations about stepping in that ring, training, getting ready for this? Um, for me, yes. I didn't pick up too much as a kid that women were, you know, being treated as like sex symbols. I picked up that, you know, how they looked. Uh, in my head, I was like, I have to be really tall if I ever want to be a wrestler. 
or if I ever want to be good enough to be in the WWE. Um, I would look at like the stats the women had on the WWE page, like how much they weighed, how tall they were, like all their different things that they would post on there. And I do remember thinking like, I can't be a wrestler because I'm a girl. Like, I remember that being a thought I had as a kid. Like if I was born a boy, I could be a wrestler. Cause I just, I saw how excited I would be for the women to come on TV and they would come on and it would go by so fast. And in my head, I didn't think of it as like, Oh, they didn't give them enough time. I was just thinking of it as like, they don't wrestle. And I wanted to do the cool stuff, like jumping off of cages and like diving out of the ring, stuff like that. And I just didn't see a female do that. I mean, we had Lita, but if you really go back and you flesh out TV, those moments were so like far and few between that you're watching every Monday. It doesn't seem like that's happening. Uh, You go back now and it's like, that is cool. But it wasn't happening every Monday night that I was watching. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. So you did have the reservations, but you, uh, what, what decided, what, what was the decision maker that made you decide, you know what, I want to pursue this. I want to see where it goes. Um, Ashley started watching wrestling again. Cause you know, every wrestling fan has a falling out <laughs> oh, yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. She started watching wrestling again. And when we started watching, it was the era of the shield. And in that era, there was AJ Lee. And Ashley just became like, so, you know, like impressed with AJ because she was her height, she was her build and she was wrestling on TV and she had just become Divas champion. So for Ashley, that kind of like lit in, okay, like a green light that if there was ever a point to get into wrestling, it was a right around now. Cause there's women who are like us on TV doing the thing that we wanted to do. And so she ended up finding a school and we signed up. And the rest is the rest is C-Star history because here we are seven <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, seven years, still so much career left, so much more that we want to do, so much more that you want to pursue. Um, you've wrestled in Japan, but I know you mentioned you want to kind of do the Europe side of stuff. You want to go to Ireland. You want to go to Germany. I heard you mention that with the uh, with the mini hosts and stuff like that. So beyond the Europe, beyond tackling Europe and carving out your legacy over there, uh, what other things, even short term goals, do you want to do kind of in the next, let's say, one or two years? Uh, for short term goals, I would definitely want to, you know, finish getting a few more states under my belt. There's a couple states that I haven't wrestled in yet. And maybe go back to California because California was such a fun environment to wrestle in. Go back to Texas. Um, trying to see how far I can get into the South because the South, all those guys are just so friendly for some reason. You know, Southern hospitality. Uh, we've been talking to them, me and Rip, because of booking Pro Wrestling Grind, trying to like reach out to them and see what we can do. And they're just so friendly and nice. So I want to go and like work all over the South and like, you know, get to know those people better. And then for long-term goals, I guess I would have to put Europe and all of that in the future in the further future, just because I'm not sure when travel and all that can be most accessible. Absolutely. Now also too, I mean, you mentioned Southern hospitality, but there's nothing nicer than a good old group of Canadians. We're the sweetest people you've ever met in your life. And I know you've wrestled here before. I know you wrestled when Shimmer yeah. and Rise came over with Smash. 
So, I mean, Demi, we got to get you and Ashley back over here. You got to come to the north. Got to get you back over here to start tangling with some of the ladies up here. Got to do it. I would love to wrestle for femme fatales because when I was booked with them, I ended up getting injured. I broke my hand, so I never got to go and wrestle for them. But um, femme fatales is definitely, you know, reaching out to us, waiting for us to be able to cross the borders. Right now, things are still iffy. Definitely one of the places we'll be wrestling. Uh, Kaizen Pro Wrestling over in the Maritimes. We'll be wrestling over there. So you'll have two options to be able to pick from. I'm not sure where in Canada you are. And I'm not sure how far distance is in Canada. But, you know, hopefully you can make it out to one of those shows. If well, we that hotels is it. definitely a little bit closer for me, sure. But there's also where I'm from. I live in, I live just outside of Toronto. So uh, where I'm from, there's a great upstart promotion that just happened a few years ago called Revolution Women's Wrestling. So, you know, check them out because I think you guys would uh, you guys would fit in well with that roster. They brought in some pretty big names and uh, they've got some great crop of uh, young, young up and coming women that are just raring to kick ass. And I think you guys would mesh in very, very well to that uh, to that promotion. So uh, there's my little tidbit. Every time I get uh, a talent on here that I want to see up close and personal, got to big up Revolution Women's Wrestling as often as I can couple more questions and then I'll let you go enjoy your evening. Um, in terms of when you see, like when you sit down with a young fan, like the mini host, somebody that you kind of inspire that knows you, that like takes it. I told her, I said, I booked you. She was like, Oh yes. I remember them from MLW. She's like, okay, I'm going to go upstairs right away. She starts Googling. She starts doing all her research and stuff like that. Cause she wants to be organized. And I got to say, as a dad, that's a proud dad moment for me when I could sit there and I could be like, all right, finally, she's listening. She's understanding that these are important. These people are giving us their time. We have to be ready. We have to be focused. We can't sit there and be like, sorry, I just want to just want to scroll through my notes right now. And I just, just give me one second. Just want to scroll through my notes here. No, no. We want to be prepared and we want to be ready to make sure that the conversations that we have, because we don't do interviews, we do conversations. We want to make sure that they're yeah. seamless and that they're fun. And um, when I told her that we booked you, she was so excited. And then when you, when the name came up on the screen, she's like, Oh my God, dad, she's on, she's on. It's like, all right, let her in. And she accidentally almost pushed remove. And I was like, no, 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 hold on. Let me let her in. Let me let her in. <laughs> so I, I let you in, but when you see young fans like that that are gravitating towards the work that you're putting in and you're kind of a role model now that's got to be that's got to be the, the coolest feeling because when you looked at Lita on TV even for those 30 seconds that you saw her she was a role model to you she stuck out to you and then you see you know young fans like this that that's got to make it all worth it because you know that the next generation has now someone to really look up to that's got to be the coolest feeling in the world I think that is one of the reasons why I love the shows in Canada so much. I used to wrestle for, it was like NEW up there in the Maritimes and they had such a kid powered crowd and I was, you know, a good guy at the promotion. So being there was just like overwhelming. You just heard it. Like they were louder than any drunk crowd ever at a wrestling show. And it was, it was exciting, you know, wrestling in front of kids, like, there's that innocence to them where like they believe it so much more instead of them trying to nitpick what you're doing or trying to be like smart about it. Like there's just that pure excitement that they have. And I wish like more shows were kid friendly right now with pro wrestling grind. We want to be kid friendly. So we're, you know, we try to tell everyone, you know, like minimize the swearing, you know, <laughs> trying to stay in the barricades so that way more kids can show up and like more families can go because, you know, that's where the excitement comes from in a crowd is kids. 
Absolutely. Now you mentioned being a face. I mean, you mentioned being a good guy. You're a good guy in the in the promotion. Yeah. But I mean, do you like playing a bad guy every now and again, given the right opportunity? What do you like yeah, playing more, I good think guy or bad guy? Definitely the bad guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Everybody likes playing the bad guy. The bad guy just has so much more fun. Isn't that? Doesn't that stink that the bad guy has more fun? Why can't the good guy ever have the fun? The good guy, because it's awkward. Imagine going out there and like, you know, I'm just going to do a generic entrance. But like, if you go out there and you say, come on, or let's go, and no one cheers for you, Uh, that's, come, like, what do you do for the rest of the night? (laughs) But then then if you're the bad guy, you come out and you go, eh, you guys all suck. I don't care what you think. And that's, that's. Yeah, they're going to respond to you. They're going (laughs) to, they're going to react to you. Uh, have you ever had a fan get over the top with a reaction when you've been a bad guy? Have you ever had a fan like do anything like not go crazy or anything like that? But I know yeah. some some fans that like do stupid shit. Like some fans would be like, I'm waiting for you in the parking lot. I've seen fans like throw beers. I've seen some fans even unfortunately spit on a talent, which is not the right thing to do. Cause at the end of the day, it's all entertainment. But have you ever had a fan like go over the top when you've, when you've gone out and given the bad guy years? To the fans? No, <laughs> I have not. And I'm very fortunate because before, you know, COVID, I did something as a heel, as a bad guy at a smaller show. And I don't even remember doing it, but I was on like um, a bodybuilding prep where I was cutting down. Mm-hmm. I got thrown out of the ring. A fan was like talking off to me. So I grabbed this pizza and I took a bite of it and put it back on his plate. And got back into the ring. If I was a guy, I would have gotten punched in the face so fast. <laughs> but I think because I'm a girl, <laughs> it was okay and I got away with it. Oh, that's that's a great story. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever see Demi at a show, hide your pizza. Do not <laughs> let her anywhere pizza. near your pizza, okay? Now, yes, so listen, I am hungry. We got to talk about that. When it comes to pizza, I mean, there's a debate in the world of pizza. It's been happening for decades. Older than you and I. And oh, I hope yeah. that you I hope that you can answer this question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? So I like pineapple on pizza. However, I'm allergic to pineapple. Okay. So all right. <laughs> all right. She took the wind out of my sail. I was so happy for a second, and it, but I'm allergic. It's like, oh. I used to eat it all the time. It's just with age, I'm not even old, but with age, your allergies are just like, no, you're actually allergic. Stop. <laughs> so now I can't, unless I were to take like Zyrtec or like Benadryl, but then it's, that's it. That's the end of the night for me. Yeah. So one slice of pizza in your My pineapple out. pizza days are over. They're in the past. They're behind me. Well, I, you know what? That's okay. I've spent years building up this physique of the pineapple pizza. I will eat an extra slice for you. I promise I will. I will eat an extra Thank slice Thank you. For Pour you. one out for me. <laughs> <laughs> and my final question before I let you go enjoy your evening. Um, what do you do in your downtime? Like, I'm always interested to know what people do uh, when they're not wrestling. I mean, I know the TikTok and I know how great you are in the TikTok and stuff like that. And I enjoy it. Look at me. I, I sound like an old person. I like you on that TikTok there. The TikTok. I like you on that. I like you on TikTok. Okay. And I'm going to get rid of the. I like you on TikTok. I enjoy that. Uh, your Instagram stuff is also great too. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you're overly active on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, but I'm not overly active. So I'm not sure if you're overly active on Twitter, but I will make sure I follow Trying you. Trying to get Twitter. better. Yeah, me too. I, 180 characters, whatever it is now, it's so hard. Like sometimes you get yeah. a really great thought and you're like, fuck, now I got to add to the tweet and then, oh, fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Like, it's so, it's so much work. Oh, so much work. But 
Um, like, what do you do in your downtime? Like, do you play video games? Uh, do you, is there any other foods that you can eat that you're not allergic to? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, my downtime right now, because I have just started my own wrestling promotion with Rip Bison, uh, it's Pro Wrestling Grind. Mm-hmm. If anyone wants to give a quick follow to it, uh, we're running it in like kind of our local area. And so all my free time has now been taken up to Pro Wrestling Grind. Um, you know, just kind of like making sure the promotion runs smoothly. If I'm not busy doing marketing or working on graphics for it or trying to help edit the show or wrapping my mind around running the show, uh, I am kind of just either sewing wrestling gear. I make my own wrestling gear. I make Rip Bison's gear, Ashley's gear, uh, Perry Von Vicious, who's a friend of mine, his wrestling gear. So I'm either doing that or I'm just, you know, either watching How I Met Your Mother or Scrubs because <laughs> those are two great shows that I like to watch. They are. I loved How I Met Your Mother right up until the ending. Then I didn't like it. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So my wife usually watches all this stuff. So now I can look. Okay. I have to have this moment. You have to let me soak it in right now. Babe, I told you. I told you I wasn't the only one that thought the ending was crap. And now I have somebody to back me up. And guess what? She could kick both of our asses. So, ha! <laughs> So happy right now. The ending was trash. No, the whole show everyone thinks the is about is how to find the mother. And then he yeah. finds her and he loses her. And then it becomes a love letter to fucking Robin. What the hell? Nine years yeah. for that? And Robin, like, she's cool at first, but then she just becomes, like, so unlikable. And, oh, like, such a like, bitch. Yeah, my boyfriend I hates her. Robin. Yeah. Yeah, my boyfriend hates Robin. Like, and that gives us a bad message, a bad reputation. Horrible. And, like, why did they make her go with Barney for a bit? Like, that was so... Like, just, just thank you. Thank you for... Uh, yeah. Now I found my soulmate. <laughs> I found my I found my television soul soulmate. Demi, Demi knows what's up when I'm talking about. Thank God there's somebody else out there that recognizes that the ending of How I Met Your Mother was absolute trash. Oh, it is. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight because I feel vindicated. <laughs> After so many years of pleading my case, I feel vindicated. I'm so happy right now. You have no idea. The, like the adulation of my... You I deserve feel like, it. You were in this one. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much. And I, That's the best way to end this conversation. Been absolutely amazing. I promise you I will follow Pro Wrestling Grind right after we hang up. And I do follow you on all social media platforms. But if you do your boy a favor and follow me back, I would appreciate it. But if not... That's okay. We still had a great conversation. I appreciate you. Before you go, please shout out all your socials, including Pro Wrestling Grind, and good luck with that. I hope you guys, I hope the promotion kicks ass. And if it ever comes to the North, I will buy a ticket to be sitting front row, 150%. Awesome. Well, Pro Wrestling Grind, you can find it at Grind Puro. That's P-U-R-O on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, definitely check us out on IWTV. Um, that's the independent wrestling TV network. So definitely check it out. If you sign up with code grind, I throw this little bonus, you know, (laughs) and you know, follow straight talk wrestling. This guy was amazing. Great host, follow mini hosts and all of her podcasting journeys and hope to hear from you guys soon. Thank you so much for following the journey and having me on your show. Absolutely. It was our honor. Like I said, anytime that somebody gives us the ability to have a conversation and share their stories, that's what we do it for. At the end of the day, uh, 
and it's also making connections like this. And now we know that, and now I can officially let you know, you're now a member of the Straight Talk family. And like I said, this won't be the last time we have a conversation. I can't wait to have you back on again. You, Ashley, Rick, everybody. The whole crew from Pro Wrestling Grind, will get them all the on. The whole out. gang. The whole gang, like 20, 20 cameras. It'll be absolute <laughs> chaos and it'll be amazing. And then everyone can finally agree with us that the ending of How I Met Your Mother was nine years of my life absolutely wasted. Yeah. Yeah. And I just watched the reruns of it, so I can't imagine how you feel having to follow uh, that for nine years. Nine years. Nine years solid. And it was I'm still I'm still embittered by it, but at least I found somebody who shares my opinion and I appreciate you. And with that, of thank course. you so much. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time. Don't forget to subscribe, like, help us grow, and enjoy the journey, enjoy the conversations. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace Not in my lead, you out of place I'm not at the top, I'm out of space Can't eat with us, we're out of place I'm doing fine, I'm feeling great You're not my fan, you can't relate Straight talk going, state to state